Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Eric Branchett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Our chapter opened with two boiler repair workers being caught in a boiler rupture due to some classic bad luck shenanigans. Before the rupture, though, they swore they saw a small being with silvery gray skin and bright blue eyes appear and disappear before them. Cutting back to our AV club, they began their second semester as it threw itself in full swing. The campus, now crammed with students, has been experiencing a string of bad luck lately, from the rupturing boiler, as mentioned, to materializing black ice, to falling rigged lights. Zack and Iris attended horticultural class with Professor Flora de Bloom. Iris was only there for a day as part of her independent study with Leprechaun Lucky O'Wobbles. The two spent a day high off weed and, well, surrounded by weeds. <laughs> Flora introduced them to her horticultural masterpiece, a plant she synthesized called Euphoria. The plant is said to hold all sorts of holistic abilities, including, but not limited to, getting you high as all heck. Zack and Travis immediately decided to break into the greenhouse in one day's time at midnight to catch the rare flower in its limited twice-a-year lunar bloom. While Iris was talking to all the plants in the greenhouse, Lucky noticed something that Iris did not. But before he could express his concern, he was disappeared out of the greenhouse by some mysterious force. Iris decided to return to the treetops, but we'll get back to her in a moment. Dr. Egan met back up with fellow vampire Abertok, who is still passing as Irish business tycoon Mr. Abertnot, to discuss the cure of vampirism they had been working on. Egan is bringing the cutting edge of medical knowledge, Abertok the ancient arcane arts of the high vampiric. It turns out that midnight the following day, a planetary and lunar alignment will occur, allowing the duo to channel magic into their cure to see how it's doing so far. Though, short notice, Egan agrees, it must be done. Prior to her New England history class, taught by Dr. Mimi Memora, Evelyn noticed the ruby-red ring Iris was wearing. Knowing full well that Cain went ahead and performed the horrifying tether ritual by splitting a part of his soul and placing it into another object, she confronted Cain, and the two had an angry exchange of words. It was there that Cain finally revealed to Evelyn why he had to undergo this horrific ritual. The original deal he had made with his demon at the crossroads, well, it had an opting-out option. Instead of losing his soul and being dragged to hell after his graduation, if Cain was willing to kill his most loved companion and bury their heart at the crossroads, his deal would be forfeit. He refuses to hurt Iris and sees this as the only way that he can be safe. The two, once again, departed on sour terms. Evelyn made her way over to her class, where she discovered that the class had been locked out. One more case of bad luck. But Dr. Momora was able to lecture outside of the campus. There, she pointed out one of the statues on campus and referred to that as the Founder. It appears there is an old Oakhurst legend 
that from somewhere out of the forest a few hundred years ago, a mysterious figure known as the Founder began spreading great knowledge across the various superstitious settlements in New England and founding Oakhurst itself, ultimately. After class, Egan and her former enemy, now turned best friend Maddie McFinfan, headed to their library shift. Payne went back to the set of Revenge of the Creature's Bride to assert his new role as director following Mo Picton's apparent suicide. After winning over most of the cast and crew with a rousing speech, Kane won over the holdouts by promising them an unlimited supply of French dip sandwiches from craft services. Iris finally arrived back at the treetops, where Lucky popped out of nowhere, covered in ropes and vines. He swore that he was teleported to somewhere hot and humid on campus, and that it was covered in vines and he was tied trying to get stopped. And, above all, it reeked of the Fey Wilds. Our chapter closed with Egan and Zack meeting each other in the quad. While the two of them talked, they narrowly avoided a frisbee hitting them both in the head. In a brief moment where they were ducked down, they noticed someone staring back at them. It was a short being, with silvery gray skin, big blue eyes, wearing a mustard-stained Woodstock t-shirt. The figure grabbed both their arms, laughed, and disappeared. When they looked back up at each other, to their shock, they were looking back at their own bodies. That's right, Zack and Dr. Egan are now in a body swap fiasco. As our Freaky Friday-inspired art kicks off, let's get back to the AV Club. Welcome back, everyone, to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 20, A One-Trick Pony. Our camera opens up on a point-of-view shot of a floating figure. It pries open a small maintenance hatch and floats up towards the light, seeing the wide, snow-covered campus. It's so cold here, and the sun is so weak, it thinks. Its eyes find a garbage can across the pathway, and it flies over towards it. It rummages through the garbage. Ooh, what a find, it thinks. And it finds some wonderful delicacies, like a half-rotten apple core, a wad of gum that's still wet. Nice. And at the bottom, an old torn-up Woodstock t-shirt covered in mustard. The creature throws it on, trying to get warm, lays its silvery gray hands over the rips in the shirt, uh, and its translucent nail kind of traces up where the tears are, and you see that the shirt begins to bind itself, thus fixing it, and, and it's, it's still pretty oversized, but ooh, warm. The bell rings, the overgrown clock tower in the center of this foreign place, and the creature notices that students begin to fill the snowy grounds. It simply floats by them, clearly not worrying about being noticed. Only the most aware people seem to pick up on the slight changes in air current as this creature flies through the crowd unseen. It pulls down the pants of some dude trying to impress the crowd of friends with a joke. It made a teacher spill over his coffee while he's trying to balance a stack of papers walking through, the, through a door. And ripped the nose off one of the snowmen and shoved it a little down in the lower area. The snowman saying, that was rude, Mom, <laughs> It loves it here. All of these things. So funny. <laughs> it's then that the creature's more dulled vision, because uh, we're kind of seeing it again from its perspective, so everything looks a little bit more desaturated of color than what we might be used to. A streak of vivid color is introduced into the corner of its eye, and it turns to see the source of it. 
it sees a shining green and gold aura around a leprechaun and a faint outline of wings glowing behind a girl with a rainbow aura next to him. It thinks, brother, sister, oh, this is wonderful. I have to give them a gift, a great gift. (laughs) At that moment, one of the girls drags off one of the boys in the group, seemingly yelling at him behind the school, leaving just two humans behind next to the girl with the wings and the leprechaun, some dude with long hair and a girl who looks to be a teacher. The creature smiles, claps its gray hands together, thinking, Oh, I have a wonderful idea. Oh, this will be a great gift. And our camera fades away. And welcome back, everyone, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. This is, of course, another episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. How is everyone doing tonight? Already. (laughs) Delicious. Some shenanigans happened last time. Just just a little bit. (laughs) Wee bit, yeah. Evelyn, you actually saved me. You pulled me away from that thing. Thank you. There we go, yeah. (laughs) Yes, right? So for those of you who listened last time, if not, I highly recommend you do that, or else this episode will really not make much sense. (laughs) Why are you starting at episode, like, 16, man? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, you just gotta come in and be like, oh, I'm just gonna tip my toes in halfway and see if it's worth it. Um, If you're listening to the first time, welcome. Um, if not, well, welcome back. But uh, if you noticed, last time, Zach and Egan were actually made to switch bodies by some sort of, I know, right? By some sort of creature that is unknown at this time. So what that means for the game, everyone, is for the next, uh, probably this game and the game after, Egan and Zach will be playing with each other's character sheets. <laughs> so that means that because they are in the other's body, they only have access to the powers that the others have. However... Being, you know, Zach getting thrown into the body of a vampire and uh, Egan getting thrown into the body of an angsty, sexually charged rock star <laughs> is 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 going to be a lot to handle. So depending on what moves they need to channel, I'm going to be hitting them with disadvantage. So they will have minus one or minus two, depending on certain Ooh. roles as they begin and have to get used to being in their new bodies. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so I guess without further ado, why don't we just jump in and do this, shall we? Excellent. Yeah! Get ready. Let's go, folks, for the Freaky Friday homage. Our camera opens back up on a snowy campus as the sun begins to descend below the sky, kind of sending ripples of purple and bright orange throughout the campus. And Egan and Zach, you are staring right back at each other, but of course, inhabiting opposite bodies. What do you do? Okay, so as soon as Elizabeth has figured out what has happened, she wants to test her powers. Now, is that guy who came up to us and complimented us, is he still around? Uh, yeah, let's just say he's, um watching the sunset. What a nice okay. sunset. I'm okay. so glad I stayed. So she runs up to him and kind of turns him around and grabs him by the shoulders and looks directly in, into his eyes very intensely. And she's going to um, try her hypnosis move to see if her powers are still intact. Sure. And uh, she's not even, not even gonna bar- going to bother trying to, to sound like Zach. Um, so I'm going to roll. That's a 10. So 
She stares into his eyes. I'm, I'm gonna call her Zach Egan um, in her, like, in Zach's body. So Zach Egan looks at this guy and takes him by the shoulders and looks intensely into his eyes and says, I want you to give me $100 right now. <laughs> so as soon as now. <laughs> so you notice that his eyes, like, most definitely do not glaze over and he's looking at you and he's like, um, I don't know what you're trying to do, if this is a new, like, if this is what rock stars do, uh, but I feel uncomfortable, and I don't know why you have a British accent. Uh, I, I, uh, Zach is gonna walk uh, up to the kerfuffle, seeing this, and kind of with a chuckle on his Dr. face. Dr. Egan, can you help me, please? Because some, I, uh, I, I mean, a, a rocker that I admire, but this... Yeah, I'm, uh, actually... Uh, I'm trying out for a movie! Yes! Uh, stu- student film! <laughs> it's a it's a biopic of, of Billy Idol, right? So, what do you think? Have I got if I have I got the the accent down? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really like Billy Idol. No way they're doing it. Here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Oh. oh okay. Well. So, okay. <laughs> I, I just and and he kind of like runs away, very confused, but uh, a little bit disturbed by that encounter. Egan turns to to Zach and says, "Okay." So, uh, our minds have switched, uh, our bodies have switched, I don't know, but our powers have not transferred, apparently, which is, which is actually quite interesting, because what that means is that our abilities are actually attached to our, our bodies, not our minds. But, anyway, <laughs> we have to figure out how to switch back. I have an extremely important meeting tomorrow night, and I cannot be in this body when it happens. And Dude, you're uh, telling me, man. I gotta be somewhere tomorrow. Well... Uh, we, then we have to get this switch back. And by the way, how do you function in this body? It's so weak. Uh, <laughs> okay. No dude, offense. Yeah. Maybe I could work out like a couple more times a week, like two, three. Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe you know a little bit. Try sit. Wait. Things, yes. One sec. Like okay. I don't know what the fuck this feels like, but this feels really fucking good. You know, like <laughs> I feel like I'm on top of the world right now, man. How old are you, Egan? Jeez! Look, look, okay, uh, you know what? I think we have to get something straight. Um, we need to lay down some ground rules here. First thing is, do not do anything to my body that would harm it or come back to haunt, haunt me or... Basically, don't do anything by my body that I wouldn't do myself. And that includes, but is not limited to, getting naked and touching yourself. Or myself. And, Dr. And, Egan, and, hey, I'm surprised say. at you. I would never violate your ample bosom uh, in any such way. Oh, really? So I'm just going to step in for one second and say that a really important aspect of the game Monster Hearts is consent. There's a whole chapter on the beginning of the booklet to create the game. Uh, you know, of course, a, a game that is uh, so prevalent with uh, sex and s- sexuality, uh, consent needs to be a really important part of that. So I'm going to kind of step in as the uh, GM here and just say that, you know, right now, uh, Egan, I think you had, I guess I'll say Zach Egan and then Egan Zach. So Zach <laughs> yeah. Egan, Zach Egan, I think you made a great point that we should uh, lay out the parameters on what each character is comfortable with the other doing with their own body. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so that's great. So why don't you just take that time in character to lay out those parameters? Okay. Okay. Yeah, dude. In exchange, like, do whatever you want, man. Like, I can't control you as much as you can control me. Free spirit and all that. But like, just 
Don't fuck with Alexis, okay? That's all I ask. Oh, no, I have no intention to. No, I, I promise you I will treat your body with respect and decency, and I won't touch anything that I don't have to. Whoa, 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 whoa. And... I never said respect and decency. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> I've never treated myself with either of those words. I'm afraid that if I started now... Well, shit would get real, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I promise I won't mess with Alexis. Is that what you said? I, I Alexis. Yeah, I, that's good. I, I know her, don't I? Do I? Yeah, she's like the hot drummer from the high, hottest band in town, you know? Uh, which one is that? That's my band. Oh, oh okay. right, yeah. right. Yes, you're in the band. I forgot. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on. Yes, Um. one more thing. Yeah. Um, okay. You will be having some uh, cravings soon. I, I haven't fed since early this morning. I, I can help with that. I have some um, blood in my office. Uh, but until I can get that to you, you must resist your urge to hunt. Not just for my sake, but also for your peace of mind. Okay, wait. So, like, this whole time you weren't, like, a zombie dude? A, a what? You thought oh. I was a zombie? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you eat like you ate that one lady's like I don't know drank her blood, which I I guess now in retrospect means a lot more. But like I don't know, I just thought you were like into some weird shit, you know? Uh, right, a zombie? Where did you get a, a zombie? vampire? Yes, yes, I thought you knew. Okay, no. Uh, so Zach, at that moment, you realize that you can hear like people are walking past you, and you can hear the like. As their their heartbeat kind of gets louder as they get closer to you and fainter as they walk by. Zach is gonna like, as that sense sort of trickles in, he's gonna focus on one person and kind of like have the eyes, like she's a steak. Um. All right. You, you know what? We we need to uh, we need to practice being in each other's bodies if we're going to live like this. Cause I, I it's gonna look weird if I talk like this. All right. Uh, let me see if I can I can imitate you. Um. Uh, hey, hey, bro. Uh, I'm I'm Zach. Uh, I've got a band. It's a really killer. Um, <laughs> and it's called. Uh, um, ACDC. <laughs> um. Okay. First of all, thank you. Second of all, we're the Hive. Hive. Yes. Yeah. Hive. Um, okay, Hive. Hive B, Buzz. Okay, I'll remember this. D don't worry. Oh, my head feels so fuzzy. How do you how do you focus all the time? It's all about not focusing, man. Just let the moment take you where you need to go and let the whole fuzzy head thing slide by. Alright, back, back to Zach. Alright, um... Yeah. Alright, okay. um, well, we, you know what we should do is we should go back to uh, the society, because... Um, I'm thinking that, you know, maybe the chairman will, like, know what to do. Oh, um, indubitably, that's wonderful. Oh, I do not talk like that. Come on. So do. Oh, good lord. Go home, Jeremy. Ooh, that's good. Oh, God, Jeremy. Oh, uh, don't. Uh, you might not want to talk to Jeremy right now. So, we need to think logically. Um... I think we need to get everybody back here to, um, you know, uh, see if they can help us. So, I know. What about the pin? You know, the communicator pin? 
Hey! Uh, yeah, I absolutely forgot about that. Yeah, we yeah. could get every. I'm um, sure that we want to like go to that. Like the default would be meeting in the the society. Do you have the pin? Where, where you put your pin? It's on. It's on your head. Oh. Uh, Where's yours? Oh yeah. Um, uh, underneath my lapel. Ooh. I want you to both roll dark for me. Okay. Yes, with your switched body stats. All right. That's a six. <laughs> Minus one is nine. Hey, okay, nice. nice. So, uh, it works for uh, Zach, who is at Egan's body. You clutch your pin and you send a signal to the group. And with a nine, what you're able to send are, I will let you send a uh, an emotion and one image. Okay. Um, feeling is uh, hungry. Okay. He's trying to go confused, but he's... Starting to think about okay. that hungry, <laughs> and he's just looking at um, Zach, and uh, he's gonna produce the image of Zach slowly turning into like, um, ooh, a roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. And in the background, it'll kind of like vaguely show where they're at. <laughs> oh my god! I'll just say that by the time you both sent the pin, because uh, you were heading over to the society, you can see the red door in the alcove in, in, in the back. So it'll be it'll be pretty clear as to where that is. So on on that, when we leave these two are now swap bodies and are concerned uh, and wanting to meet at the society, the moment you both open the doors to the society and uh, the door shuts behind you, our camera snaps to black and we open up on Evelyn. Evelyn, you're in the library with Maddie. And you see Maddie next to you going over uh, what looks to be these, like, really sketchy insta-weight loss magazines that are selling this, like, really intense diet. And she's going, okay, so I'm going to do broccoli for breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. Then maybe I'll do a chicken breast. Uh, Maddie? Split that over the day. What? What are you doing right now? Planning my meals for the next month. Uh, why? Well, because if I if I vary from them, then my mom and dad get really mad and then they say they're going to send me back to the specialist and I don't want to do that. They make me report back to them what I'm eating just in case. Oh my god. How long have they been doing this to you? Um, how long have I been alive? 19 years. Maddie, I don't know if every, anyone has ever told you this, but you don't need to listen to what they say when it comes to food. Oh, okay, Evelyn. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. You don't listen to your parents. <laughs> sure. Okay. No, I mean when it comes to this issue, like What are you talking about? Out of out of her office you see Miss Parr, the librarian. She kind of looks and you see through her pointy half glasses that uh, she is holding a coffee cup that you see and you definitely know it's there's not coffee in there and she kind of gives you both a look and she goes get back to work we gotta do double rubber duty for both of you uh. <laughs> Evelyn just turns away from her and um, goes back to Maddie and it's okay. okay but yeah I mean it's it's I just have to do it because then you know they send me money and they make sure that I'm healthy and you know they like help me live and stuff here and then I can go to school so you know that's it just it's just kind of the way it works that's not the way it works what they're doing is extremely intense and overbearing. There's something called moderation, and that's where you find a healthy balance, and I don't think you're doing that right now. Can you roll manipulated NPC? This is less manipulated sure. and more like save an NPC, but it's technically <laughs> under the manipulated NPC roll. Okay, that's a seven. 
So even though Maddie's listening to you, you kind of sense that what you're saying is very contrary to her worldview as she knows it. So there's definitely a bit of resistance there. So I'm going to say if you can rephrase it to maybe make it about, you know, giving her back control of the situation, that might help. Maddie, listen, I've got an idea and I don't know if you'd be interested in this at all, but um, I've been doing some of the cooking uh, for me and my grandma for a few years and, you know, the last year or so I've been uh, cooking on my own, I could maybe teach you some some recipes, some ones that are, you know, healthy, but that are also, you know, uh, fun and not so intense. Okay, well, just submit to me the calorie count sheet for all of them, and then, you know, I'll just let you know. You know, there's there's more things than just calories. Like, there's nutrients and um, good fats and things like that that you okay, need well, to take well, into well, account. Okay, well, do you want me to, do, do, do you want to maybe come over to my house in, like, a few days, and we can go over and we can make some meals and stuff? We can we can maybe share some notes? I will go over to your place, but last time I went over by the roots, I'm pretty sure that everything got stolen on my bike except the front wheel. Um, yeah, that sounds like the roots. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I agree. I think my place probably wouldn't be the best. Um, sure. At that moment, you get a flash, like mid-sentence. You just like step back and everything goes dark for a moment, Evelyn. And you see an image of Zach. (laughs) Zach is starting to do a roast chicken. And you feel the feeling hungry and you see the red door in the background. You just like snap back and Maddie goes, so yeah, I mean, I guess I can make that fit. Um, that, that sounds great. Just let me know when works for you. Um, hey, Maddie, listen, um, I'm really sorry and I hate to do this to you. Um, but this, this really bad headache just came over to me. I, I get migraines sometimes. I'm, I'm not feeling well. Is, would you be able to cover for me for the rest of the shift? And I'll, I'll cover for you one time. Well, I mean, maybe not the maybe not the whole shift. Um, I just need to to get out, get some fresh air, and like, um, yeah, because we got like an eight-hour shift still. That like, <sighs> I, I don't think I can keep Miss Pars all seeing Sauron like eye away from <laughs> us forever. I'm sure it won't be the whole shift, just for a little bit. I just need to get some air, and um, you know, just just sit down for a, a few minutes. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. What's going on out there? We're just doing double stamp duty. She just like starts doing stamps like crazy. <laughs> That's the sound I like to hear. Okay, as soon as she turns back around, um, Evelyn's just going to give Maddie a quick hug and say, thank you, I promise I'll be back as soon as I can. And she runs out. So as you run out of the library to join the rest of the AV club, our camera fades away from the shot of Evelyn leaving and cuts to Iris. Iris, and you are still in your room with Lucky, and Lucky is still getting the the rope vines that have been covering him when he popped back into your room um, that were binding him, and he's now kind of taking them off and going, that was fucking crazy! Why are you in my, my, my room tied up? Is this a sex thing? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I'm your educator! That would be very strange! Right, okay! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> okay, because I'm kind of committed to someone, so I really can't be doing anything like this right now, because we don't share. No, I when when I popped out of existence, I, I found myself, it, it was so steamy and so hot, and I was covered in all of these vines, and I heard this 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 laughing, it was this high-pitched oh. laughing, and, and, and I, I, I just used all of my powers and popped out and and clearly whatever it is it wanted to capture me 
Where is it now? Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know. It was so dark and, and humid and hot, and dark. I was covered in these vines that I, I don't think were from Earth, and, and it it smells like the Fae. Here, look, it smell me. And yeah, Iris, you Ooh. smell him, and he oh smells gosh. like the Fae. It almost kind of brings you back home for a moment. Yeah, she kind of like pauses for a second, just like remembering everything. It almost has like a, a flash of like her forest. Um, wow, okay, um... So, something from the Fae is here. But why? How? how? Do you know how hard it is to get from the Fae to here? I mean, you're, oh. you're, you're an example of that. Le leprechauns are a little bit of a, of an exception. We use rainbows as a transitionary power bridge, but fairies can't do that. No, if, if it weren't for my aunt, I wouldn't be here. She's the most powerful fairy I know. Okay. Something um. would have had to have breached through, but... But how, because whatever this is, if it was something really powerful, I should not have been able to break the binds, but I did. So it can't be that powerful, but it also got here. I, I don't understand. Well, we should probably find it. We don't know what it can do, and I don't want it to hurt anyone. I agree. Well, where do we start? And as if on cue, Iris, you, everything goes dark for you. And you get an image of Zack turning into a roast chicken uh, with the red door in the background, and you feel hungry. What happened? Huh. Um, I think I need to bring Zack some food. <laughs> oh. Got, yeah. He, I saw him as... Am I still high? I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> it, it does It does take about a month to leave your bloodstream, so what? you never know. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, okay. it is. Uh, <laughs> Great. Well, at least I'm not seeing manatees. Um... Okay, wait. And she like thinks back and she, she sees the red door and she goes, okay, um, I think Zack needs some food brought to him to the society. And, and oh, we could talk to the chairman. What does Zack want for food? I don't know, a chicken, I think. I think that's mm. what it is. He, he, he grabs the phone, he goes, well, order this room service really quick and we'll grab it and we'll go. Okay, great. <laughs> bring, bring. Hello, this is the front desk chief speaking. Hi, it's Iris. Um, ah, Madam Iris, how are you today, my dear? Oh, it's, um, it's been a pretty interesting first day of school. Um, Jeeves, do you have any chickens? Cooked uh, chickens. Like, ro roast chicken. Roast chicken. I'd also like a real one. Like a live. I don't know, I just had this urge to have a real chicken too, but I mean, <laughs> it's okay. The fake one, the, the fake one. The roast one's fine. <laughs> I, will, I will have carrots send them both up momentarily. Oh! Exciting! Okay, great, thank you! And because this is a world of comedy and whimsy, as soon as you hang up the phone, you hear... <laughs> Room service! <laughs> she opens the door. Hi! Also, it's the treetop, so like you know the room service is pretty much that quick. Oh yeah, they're and, amazing. They're amazing. Oh my god, yeah. And and Carrots comes in pulling a small sleigh behind him. And on the sleigh, uh, he goes, oh, um, oh, it's the new year. You get it. I just, we haven't transitioned to Valentine's Day theme yet, so <gasps> there you go. Oh, I can't wait for Valentine's theme. It's all about love. Woo! And what you see is on one end, there is the roast chicken under a silver platter. But on the very opposite end, very spaced apart, is a very much alive chicken. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she, like, leans down and crouches next to him and goes, Hi, I'm Iris. What's your name? Do you want to come with us? Uh, we don't, I don't really have a name. And um, I'm uh, afraid of the outside world. It scares oh, okay. me. Oh. Well, you know Do you know what? how many things want to eat chicken? Do you know how many things around here eat chicken? All of them. 
Oh, oh, you're not going to be eaten. Hey, I'll you save me from certain death. Thank you. It's like it's it's like a horrible death trap downstairs. Thank you. I'm I'm the last survivor of a ten thousand year long dynasty. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. oh, no chickens were so deep. I'm gonna leave you in Kane's room. Um, he's got a nice wow. like cheeky beach place, and he'll be a really nice present. You'll be a really nice present for him. So she walks him over. <laughs> and, and, and you just hear, I owe you my life and debt. And it like bows to you. And it goes, I, I owe you everything. They call me Prince Cluckington, but you can you can call me something else because you are now my new master. <laughs> I'm going to name you Peter. Here, Peter, let's bring you over to Kane's room. And she rushes him over and just like throws him into Kane's room. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he, go, he goes in. And uh, when, when you turn around, Iris, you really get a good look at Carrots. And you notice that Carrots, like his mane is beautiful like he always looks good but he has like princess leia from return of the of the jedi type like weaves in mm. his hair he looks wonderful carrots yeah have you <laughs> done something different you look really good oh don't even don't remind me you know what i wake up this morning uh-huh I look at myself in the mirror and I got this shit on my face and he like blows air and you see like one of the wee things kind of, you know, flies, shows his eyes and falls back down. They're elegant as hell, but they're really annoying. I didn't ask for it. Nobody asked me it was okay. It's bullshit. Oh, was it? Are you sure it wasn't Jeeves? I don't know. It was somebody, but hey, I guess you got to give the people what they want, right? We're in the treetops. She leans down and smells <laughs> carrots. Does she smell the fae scent of that creature? Roll gaze into the abyss. A nine. A nine. So on a nine, you get to choose one. Uh, you get a vision that is confusing and alarming, or the vision is lucid and detailed, but you get the condition drained. Um, this is important, so she'll do the detailed one, but get the condition drained. Okay, so you're going to get tired, because like I'm going to say that you just spend like the next five minutes just smelling different parts of carrots, and he's like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Stop, please. What, Shh, what is just this? let me focus. Just let me focus a little bit longer. <laughs> Um, you're, you're focusing so much, Iris, that I'm going to say that for the next little while, I'm going to give you disadvantage on certain magical roles just because of how much you're trying to focus. Um, you're going to get tired from trying to channel all of your fey energy. But yeah, as you're smelling him, you notice that around the braids, you smell the fey. Lucky, he's been hit by the fey. Or whatever it is. Aye, it appears he has. Okay, can I go now? I have one of my TV shows to catch. Carrots, are you sure you didn't see anything or notice anything? No, when I woke up, I was like this, and then I started my day, and now I'm here delivering two chickens to you. Lucky, I don't get it. Why would someone from the Fae just come to make Carrots look nicer? It doesn't make sense. Now, I'm, I'm not very familiar on all my Fae lore, because, well, leprechauns, we spend most of our time here, and, and I know that fairies are reclusive, but it must be something else that we don't know of. Fascinating. Well, we better get this food to to your friend because you're right. Maybe we can talk to the chairman. He's going to be there on the way. And oh. I do need to talk to him about this. I think he, he would know what to say. Okay, great. And then Zach won't be hungry anymore. And so he picks up the chicken and starts walking downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> on that, Kane. Yes. We open back up on set and uh, everything is as lively as ever. When we had saw back to you, you were, they called you back in for a shot. And uh, right now, as you're kind of talking to some of the crew setting up the next shot, you hear Aurora go, I will not perform this fucking garbage anymore. And she just tears up a script and starts to like walk off. And you hear people go, no, Aurora, come, come back. What do you do? Uh, 
Damn it, Aurora. That's the fourth one you ripped today, Aurora. You're gonna start paying for it yourself. The script um, is garbage, Kane. You don't want me to rip up the script. Stop handing me shit. Aurora, every horror movie script is garbage, okay? It's all up to the behind the scenes people to make it look amazing and you on camera to look amazing. So you're gonna have to do your job. Kane, do you know why Mo Picton hired me? Do you know why he asked for me specifically? Because I bring talent and elevated grace to everything that I touch. <laughs> All right? And that's hey. just a fact. I, You just gotta know, I know what I'm worth. Do you know what you're worth, Kane? Maybe not, but I do, okay? And I'm not gonna perform this crap. I'm not gonna ruin my reputation on some stupid fucking, what is this called? Revenge of the Creature's Bride? That's stupid. It's like an homage to like those big titles of like the 3D text and it's like kind of curvy. It's, you know what, regardless. Aurora, <laughs> remember what I said when I first took this directorship job? We have to stop trying to replicate dead dudes and what they did, okay? Those dudes are gone, they're in the past, and frankly, it hurts for me to say this, but Mo Picton's gone, okay? It's time to bring in the new, trust the new script, and trust your castmates, and trust in your own skills, because basically, what it sounds like to me, what you're saying is that I should just recast you because you can't handle the intricacies of this script, and you're only glazing over the shallow text on top. But what about the richer, deeper subtext? Have you even thought about looking at those, Aurora? God damn it! Get me a sandwich! I, t I say to one of somebody, anybody. <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the PAs goes, ah, oh, okay! Runs off. <laughs> Why do I know more about acting than you, Aurora? Answer me that. <laughs> Roll shut someone down for me. So plus is cold. Is that cold? Oh, it is. rats. That's okay. Um, it's a 10. Hey, 10. There you go. So mm -hmm. on a 10, you get to choose. You give them a condition. They lose a string against you. Or if they held no strings on you, you gain a string on them. Um, I'm going to give her a condition. Okay. I want to give her the condition uh, B, B list. Act actress. Oh. Is that what it's called? So, like, does that mean that she feels like that or that she's going to act like that? Um, that people perceive her as that, yeah. Okay, so as soon as you say that, dude, everyone at the, like, you hear, like, the crew start to, like, smirk <laughs> and, like, people kind of laugh and Aurora just looks fucking horrified. <laughs> you can tell that she has not gotten honest-to-God acting notes since she was probably, like, four. You see that terror, Aurora, that you feel? That shock in your eyes, how they widened, your pupils are dilated, the adrenaline's flowing through your body? I want to bring some of that onto the camera next time, okay? She stares at you, and her eyes just close really, really slowly. And you see a single tear, like, fall from her face. And she oh. just wipes it really, really, really faint, like, just softly. And holds it out and just stares at the tear on her finger. And brushes it off on her shirt and looks at the camera guy and says, You, run the goddamn shot. And the camera guy just like drops his sandwich and he goes like, oh, okay. And he, he, he hits run and he looks at, the, and she looks at the sound guy and she goes, why the hell are you not fucking speeding? And he goes, I'm, 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 I'm speeding. <laughs> and finally she looks at you and she goes, well, are you going to call action or am I going to have to wait because it's fresh and I'm ready to go? I'm going to make this work. I'm going to improv it. Let's go, go. I say, creature buddy, forget your name. You're doing great. Keep up the long arms. Action. <laughs> <laughs> and on action, the room goes really quiet. And again, Aurora has decided she's going to take the scene somewhere else. And you see her close her eyes as she looks down and she kind of, you know, in, in that dramatic 1930s fashion, throws her head over and she looks at the camera and she goes, you call me 
a monster? Have you looked into your own soul? Have you seen the gunk and the sewage that's filled your very veins since you laid eyes on this innocent creature? And Rudd just kind of gives like a wave with his gangly little arm. (laughs) (laughs) I have lived all my life with cowards like you telling me that I am less than others because of who I was born as. Well, damn you. And damn all others like you. This creature is beautiful. I am beautiful. All those you've placed under your boot in your miserable life are beautiful, and you are just a sad, lonely soul, forever doomed to be haunted, forever doomed to be wary, forever doomed. This creature will have one thing you will never have. My love. All right, did you fucking get that? I turn to Spex, and uh, wherever he is, I give him the middle finger <laughs> as I'm smiling. Spex is, like, looking at you and just, like, throws his sandwich on the ground and walks away. And Aurora goes, did you get that? Please cut, cut. It's good, right? That's a wrap. Cut. Thank or, I God. mean, cut. Just cut. We're not done yet tonight. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> get you excited. Aurora walks up to you and says, Well, yes, I guess you were right, Mr. Director. I guess I just needed a proper boot in the ass, I guess. And as she's talking, Kane, everything goes dark. And you see Zach turn into a roast chicken and you get the uh, a, a feeling of hunger. And everything goes back and she goes, Yes, yeah, so like I said, thank you, Kane. I appreciate the push. Chicken. What? <laughs> um... Sorry, I... Yep, good job, Aurora. I gotta go. Chicken. Kane, just one more thing. I, uh... If you do want to go over notes again, just please let me know. I'll be around. And she walks by you, and you Uh, swear her shoulder gets a little closer. It rubs against yours as she walks by. I visibly shudder. (laughs) I hate this woman so fucking much. Kane literally whispers to himself as he's looking around. I fucking hate this. I hate it. I hate my life. <laughs> and he walks off set. <laughs> Are you going to head towards the red door just based on your vision? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Yeah, okay. Negating chicken. I'm just going to the red door. <laughs> <laughs> and as you leave the set in another triumphant exit, Kane, our camera fades away. Evelyn, Iris, and Kane, you all kind of pull up to the red door around the same time. And you are currently, uh, you all meet outside of the society headquarters. Hey, can someone take this? I'm feeling really tired right now. And she's like, the chicken starts to like tip. <laughs> oh, Why? yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, okay. Why do you have hey, a chicken, honey. Iris? Thanks. Um, well, I got this vision that, um, Zach turned into a chicken and I felt hungry. So I figured I would bring him something, but then I was smelling carrots so much and I'm really tired. Zach is this chicken? What the no, fuck? No, and Kane no, starts no, like no, no, freaking no. out. Kane, oh, oh my god. Hey, no, 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 no. no. I, in, in my, in, in a vision, he became a chicken. So I thought maybe he wanted chicken to eat. Oh. Oh, thank god. <laughs> and he kind of pats the chicken. Although that would have been kind of funny. I mean, yeah, it would have been funny. Oh, also, you're gonna have to check your room when you get back. Hmm. Oh. Do you have a, a surprise for me? I do. I think you're really gonna like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Kane's excited. Oh my god. Okay. Um, you guys can chat out here. I'm going in. See you later. <laughs> you open the door, and uh, um, 
Egan, Zach, and Zach Egan, what are each of you doing in that room right now? <laughs> um, Zach Egan is uh, just kind of um, like thinking about what needs to be done and uh, thinking about like the meeting tomorrow night and, and what her options are, you know, if, if the switch isn't switched back and that kind of stuff. Sure. And uh, what about you, Egan, Zach? We need better names. Zegan is just kind of like hunched over uh, a bookcase, just kind of breathing <laughs> heavily as just the pump of Zach's veins is starting to get real fucking tasty. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and Zach Egan looks up kind of nervously over <laughs> Evelyn, you're the first one to walk in. You walk in, and what you see is Zach's body sitting at the at the desk, like at the table, very like quiet and 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 thought filled. And you see like Egan looking at Zach with like hunger in her eyes. Uh, hey, uh, Zach, Doctor oh. Egan, what's going on here? I got a weird message from you. Oh, hello, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is going on? All right. Uh. Um, yeah, because Dr. Egan, you don't call me dude. Iris and Kane, you're now in the room, too. Hey, guys. Hey, Zach, I brought you chicken. Oh, thank you so much. What? Oh, oh, I mean. (laughs) And and all of a sudden, like, Zach Egan just kind of went, goes, and the chicken smells really good because food has never smelled good to her before. And this, oh, Oh my god, this is like like the the best thing ever. And 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 Zachy goes up to to, uh, to uh, who who has the chicken? Is it Kane. is it Kane? Yeah. Kane and and he goes, "Dude, can I have dude. some? Uh, this is Well, I mean, you pushed the emergency pin, dude. Like wow. it, it seems like you need a chicken. Do you need chicken? And is he that, just like a... grabs it and starts like tearing into it. <laughs> I guess it was oh. as I turned to Iris and Evelyn. Well, Iris I <laughs> guess you were right he was hungry okay listen this is very important okay <laughs> um i have a confession to make what? egan you seem you seem emotional are you okay this whole time i've been hiding a great <laughs> feeling um yes for, i'm madly in love with zachary no okay dudes look there was this this dude, and he was like all silvery and shit, and he big big eyes and really bad hair, and 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 all of a sudden we switch bodies. So I'm I'm actually Elizabeth. spiritually. <laughs> no 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 no. No, like I guess physically, I guess mentally, it's really you fucked. Oh my god. I'm yeah. actually a little bit relieved to hear that because I thought I was gonna have to go back down to human resources and make another report. And I really <laughs> think they're getting tired of me there. <laughs> <laughs> they know you by name now. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> no, look, we got, we got this problem and, and, and we gotta get it fixed, so uh, okay, look. Is there is there any, like, magic-y things that we can do? Wait, 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 wait. And Iris uh, holds up both hands. She's like, I think I got this. Uh, she's going to go up. She's like, um, where did that thing touch you? Uh, here? And and uh, he points to his arm. Iris runs up and picks up his arm and sniffs it. Yeah, you you get a strong smell of the thing. Oh, and then she kind of, like, gets a little woozy because she's still kind of exhausted. And she goes, okay, yes. Is Lucky here? 
yeah, so Lucky actually go. Yeah, he goes, what do you see, Iris? What do you smell? <gasps> it's definitely it. I think this is it. I think this is our guy. He somehow switched them into different bodies. I'm not sure what does that. Yeah. I need to sit down. I'm going to sit down. Chairman! Chairman! And you don't hear the chairman, but you do hear the the pants of Serby running down the hallway. And Serby <laughs> runs up to each of you in turn and, like, licks you. Except, yes. um, Zegan. <laughs> um, it doesn't really know how it feels about vampires, no. so it kind of, like, stays away a little bit, but it, like, just slop And, and um, Iris especially. Iris, you just get covered in licks, and it's just like, oh, hi, hi, how you doing? Hi. Oh, yeah, ooh, ooh, hi, I'm oh. your best friend. No, she's my best friend. No, she's my best friend. You're both my best friends. All three of us? Yes. Oh, boy. And uh, they, they go, oh, sorry. And they pull out a letter and they throw it on the table. And the letter is written in the chairman's handwriting. And it says, I've had to leave and attend some immediate business. Feel free to use the headquarters at your leisure. I will be back as soon as I can. Chairman. Are you fucking kidding me? That's no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. I think we, we at least have enough to go off of here. Don't we, Iris? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much I can keep smelling things because I think I might pass out. <laughs> well, we we do know it seems to be a bit of a prankster. What you think? Yeah. That that narrows down our search, but but not but not enough. We need Iris. What else do we know? Um. Well, we know that it's from the Fae. So we know that. Um, we know what it smells like, and that I'm assuming you and I can see it. Maybe. Why would it want to do Carrots's hair? It wanted to make it look pretty. But why carrots? Um, it, it didn't prank him. There, there, there was nothing funny about it. it. It made him look pretty. Why? So we have horses. We have mischief and bad luck. And what did you say it looked like? A uh, silvery kind of... He was wearing a, a Woodstock shirt with a mustard stain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dijon! <laughs> <laughs> Silvery skin, you say? That I don't know of a single fey creature that has silvery skin. Uh, maybe it like changed a... its skin. Yes, Iris, you're right. Maybe, maybe it. But what made it change its skin? Uh, to better fit with the Woodstock shirt. <laughs> I think it's very important. Zachary, I think I think you're right on something. It 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 changed to get more in tune with its environment. Yeah, it's it's winter. He did have white hair, right? Yes. Yeah. He's lucky he looks at Evelyn and he goes, I think that you need to take a visit to the library, madam. <gasps> sure. I mean, I'm still technically working my shift there, so I should be getting back and uh, helping out Maddie. Okay. You got to deal with Maddie again? Um, yeah, Kane. I have a job and responsibilities. Oh, God. <laughs> that sucks, man. Thank you for your consideration, Kane. Um, so I feel like lucky. we're on really bad terms right now, Evelyn. <laughs> really? You think so? Did something happen between you guys? What's going on? It, no, it's fine, no, it's, Iris. Don't. It's fine. It's fine. Don't, worry, don't worry, Iris. It's good. Oh, I don't like when people are upset with other guys, people. Guys, guys, switch okay. bodies. We oh, don't right. have time for this. Yeah, we've got something right, major priorities. we have to deal with right now. Yeah. Um. So sorry, Lucky. You were saying you want me to try to find out some more information about this creature in the library. We need to find out exactly what it is. There's just too many creatures of the Fae that it could possibly be. But if we link all three of these things together, we know that it changes its skin, it wants mischief, and it loves... horses. Hmm. Fascinating. What? You guys, hmm. what 
what if we look around here for some blood? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some blood lying around. Hearing that scares me. I think I'm going to head to the library now. Yeah, maybe we should all go our separate ways. And... What? Go our separate ways? I actually need to take Zach somewhere, because, um, like, I got to go back to my office, and if, you know, I look like this and trying to get into my office, people think I'm breaking into a professor's office, and besides, you have my keys. So, you know, can I borrow Zach for a bit, and then I'll, I'll come back here and... That's a wonderful idea, Dr. Egan. Iris and Kane, do you want to come with me to figure out where this thing is nesting? Oh, oh sure. We can go searching. I don't mind. I, I mean, I think we're wrapped for today. I kind of called wrap, but I'm not sure if everybody was actually going home. But I mean, <laughs> if I'm not there, it's over. So I, I'm good. Well, are you sure, Kane? We can stop by and you can yell wrap. No, I hate that place. I, I just want to be done with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 He's sick. Kane hates his life. <laughs> hmm. We need to get the the accident files and dis- and see how far back this goes. Maybe that might give us a clue. Sure. Should we also grab carrots? Let's 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 swing by there. I'm sure Jeeves would be able to access the files for us right there. It is, of course, the treetops. You get everything you need there, don't you? <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Zach and Egan, and he like points to like the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Zach and Egan, you should meet us at the treetops once you figure out everything you got going on with the blood. All right, excellent. Um, where's the treetops? It's uh, there's there's golden roofs, but it's past the peace fountain that gives off this faint smell of strawberries and Mm. lilac. Mm. All right, okay, excellent. Uh, (laughs) Hey, me, do you know uh? You know where the the treetops are, and she he, uh, she says this to to Zegan. Oh. Oh yes, I've slept with like three treetop girls so far. Yes. Uh, oh god. <laughs> and right. we were there to uh. fix your pants. And that too. <laughs> Actually, yes, that's a much more recent example. <laughs> we're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, uh, me. Let's let's go. Let's go to the, my uh, my office. My, your office. Whatever. Yes, let's. And as the AV Club leaves the society headquarters with newfound purpose to save their friends from permanent body swapping, our camera fades away. Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast and Skipping Stones Theatre, a Toronto performance group, present to you our very first secret episode collaboration. Join your favorite Oakhurst heroes and some new guests for a total of 11 players for an epic day of camping, filled with fun familiar camp activities and some monster hearts, mystery and twists thrown in. This arc will feature three unique episodes. The first episode will be available for free. That's right, 
free. The other two can be available to you for just $3. For more information, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Or you can visit any of our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. We hope to see you there for Undergrad's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Our camera opens back on Evelyn. You've arrived back at the library for your shift and Maddie looks at you and says, Oh, oh I see that you're feeling better. That fresh air really helped me. Thank you so much for covering for me. I hope she didn't give you too much trouble. Oh my god, she's been passed out for the past ten minutes, don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the hey, bourbon finally hit. You, you know what? As a little bit of a thank you, I, I don't know if you're interested in this, but I thought of an idea that could make um, the rest of the shift maybe a little bit fun. Oh, I think I'm too busy. No, I'm just fucking kidding. Let's go. Okay, um, I, I was thinking uh, maybe a little bit of a competition. See who can find the most obscure information possible. The quickest. Obscure? Oh, okay. Okay, so this is what I was thinking. Um, see if which one of us can find information about a mythic creature that can change its skin color, loves mischief, and loves horses. See who can find it the fastest. <laughs> you just pull that from the top of your head? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that certainly is. They kind of brought up um, information about that in one of my other classes, but didn't really say what it was, so it's something I've been kind of wondering about. Oh, maybe it's a New England creature. We could we could bring it to, uh, to uh, Professor Memora. Hey, yeah. That's a good idea. All right, well, let's go to... She pulls out her keys. The restricted section. Ooh, <laughs> the restricted okay. section. Evelyn, you kind of walk through, like, you know, all these shelves and, and, and books and books, and, and, and she leads you up to the second floor, at the very back of the second floor, where it'd be like ancient um, Zoroastrianism philosophy. <laughs> so you go to the Zoroastrian philosophy section at the very back, and you see her, like, pulling out. She, she kind of, like, counts the books on the second last ledge. She goes, one, two, three, four... Five. And she pulls out the fifth book and it like slide it, it makes the whole shelf slide out. And there's like this massive vault door with three locks that she opens with each of her keys. Oh and that God. opens up and you see there's like a whole queue that had been built into the wall. She goes, Welcome to the restricted section. You even feel like the air like decompressurize for a second. It's cool, isn't it? This is amazing, Maddie. How long have you known about this? Since I got these keys and my badge. Oh, okay. That that explains a lot, I guess. This is where all of the first editions and manuscripts are kept and all of the very secret stuff. So let's go to what you want to find like like a some sort of creature lore, right? I I guess so. Yeah, that sounds like that would probably be the best fit. Okay. Follow me. And she leads you down and you find a, a lore section and and there's a few books there. So I want you to roll. Okay, we're going to do a it's a, it's showtime. We're going to oh, do a okay. showtime roll, and I'm going to have go. you roll plus dark on this. Okay. Okay, that's a nine. So it's showtime for everyone is a made-up roll that I uh, made up, obviously. And um, it's it's kind of an all-encompassing roll. So, sorry, you said a nine? Yes, yeah. So I think Evelyn's kind of um, tuning into the books a bit to see if she can detect any sort of um, magical essence or anything 
that would draw her to one of the books over the others. Yeah, totally. So you're kind of like holding your hand over each of these books. And a lot of their their, their titles are in kind of archaic languages that you have a hard time reading. But you hold your hand over each of the spines and you get like flashes of what's inside of them. And like one you can tell is a book on witchcraft. One you can tell is a book on like things like trolls and like kind of the lore of trolls in the area. Um, one of them is a collection of fairy tales. And then uh, one of them you actually pass by and it says... Um, things of the wild and you kind of stop there and and you hover above this green leather bound book yeah okay yeah so I'm going to grab that book and start leafing through it oh nice choice first edition Mm, 1640 really nice love the paper quality oh smell that paper Mm. oh just smell it Evelyn (laughs) oh Oh, I know oh Oh, my god that's better than sex oh yes oh um okay I just I just want to I just want to, and she just like tears out like one of the pages of the front and just starts smelling what? it. Oh, that's the good stuff. Maddie, you can't tear out a page of a first edition. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. It's just the forward. It's fine. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Okay. After we do these cooking lessons, I think we're going to need to have some lessons in impulsivity. Sweet and God, masculine. that's so good. <laughs> oh my God, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, you were saying just, 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 just look. Uh, I don't know. We have a whole lot of time here. I don't want okay. this part to realize we're not. Okay. Yeah. So just stop sniffing the pages and just pick a book and put down the page. <laughs> <laughs> so on your nine, Evelyn, I'm gonna say you go. You're, you're, you're looking through. And it's going to take you a little bit to figure it out. You're not going to instantly pull it up. So as you begin to look through the page, it's going to cut back to Egan and Zach. So Egan and Zach. Egan, you've now... (laughs) Zegan and Eak, you have made it down to Egan's office. And uh, Zach, as you're in Egan's body, you actually, as you're leading... Walking down, I would assume, really, Egan, you're kind of like whispering for him where to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you hear, oh, Dr. Egan, you're here. I thought you left already. And you see that it's old Dusty. Zach's body sees that it's old Dusty. <laughs> oh, hello. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Dusty. Dusty. Hello, Dusty. How are you today? Uh, oh, I, well, I'm well. I mean, we, we said goodbye when you left, but uh, glad to see you again, Doctor. You just part on the midnight oil, eh, with your uh, friend? Uh, research assistant. Um, yes, uh, research assistant. Uh, he's helping me uh, synthesize the science meter. Y- yes. Yeah. Science meter. Oh, God. Sci- yeah, yeah. The, the, the flux capacitor needs to be juiced. Yes. We call it <laughs> juicing in the scientific community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, you know what? I don't understand any of that mumbo-jumbo, but I'll let you do it. Nice seeing you, and he, whist- uh, he whistles and he walks away. Hey, Dusty. Okay, just get in my office right now. Okay. Uh, Zegan opens up the door. Okay, where's the blood? Where's the bloody blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right over here in the, there's little mini fridge over here. Um, you know, sometimes I like to have it cold, but, um, I don't know. Sometimes I prefer it. Try the AB negative. It's, it's the best one. AB negative? Do they really have a different... Oh my god, that's delicious! I mean, it's got, <sighs> like, a little, uh, oakiness to it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Although, um, Egan and Zach's body, you smell the blood from here, and it just smells so irony and gross. Wait, I do? Yeah. Okay, uh... 
Yeah, yeah. like as, as your body is gladly gulping this down, you like look at it and the smell is a little bit gross Dude. to you right now. And Zach Egan finds like little pieces of the chicken that had fallen off when he was devouring it and he kind of like, <laughs> sticks it in his mouth to kind of get rid of the, the scent. Zika's <laughs> just like me- made a mess of herself. She's like covered in like fucking chin downs, just just like a bloody mess. Oh, um, oh. You now have your, your hunger satiated for today. Oh, sweet Baba Ray, that is good. Look, I I need to talk to you. Um, okay. have a seat at my, my desk. Uh, look. And, and, uh, g- give me the keys. Oh, yes. How do you get anything done when you're so hungry all the time? I know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's really hard because sometimes I get really distracted. Sometimes. There's a knock at your door. Oh, oh shit. Um, who is it? Um, Jeremy. Yes. Oh, oh. God. Oh. Jeremy. Ah, oh. oh, oh, shit. Ah, oh, Jeremy. Um. Uh, Elizabeth, please. Oh, it, it'll only take a second. Please. Oh, of course. Oh. You just, um, uh, Egan, choose Zach away? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am not leaving. No. Okay. Mm. In just a minute. I'm just, uh, just I'm getting up. Yep. I'm not going to leave. Okay, just hide under the desk. Egan, is everything okay in there? Oh, Yes, I've just, um, uh, I have to finish synthesizing the science meter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, um, Zach Egan climbs under the desk. Okay. Okay, coming. And Egan, Zach, opens the desk. The door, the door. (laughs) Um, Jeremy, you see Jeremy and he's got, like, these big bags under his eyes. He looks really tired. He goes, okay, I, I, I told myself that I wasn't going to come to you and, and look like this and be all pathetic, but Elizabeth, I... What happened? You know, oh. I gave you the, the key and, and, and I thought that I, we had so much fun and, and I mean... Listen, if you don't like me, that that's okay. I'm I'm not you're, we're adults for Christ's sake. That's fine, but I I just want to know what I did wrong. Oh. J- Jeremy. Um yes. This does sound like a like a sticky wicket, doesn't it? Um you see his eyes like what? <laughs> you see I, I I apologize. I've just been uh under the weather, you see. I had this nosebleed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you are covered in your shirt's yep. covered in blood. Hasn't stopped since the last time I talked to you. <laughs> uh, can you roll manipulate an NPC? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a plus one on top of this because you are covered in blood. So, like, it's a pretty good <laughs> excuse. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, 13. Oh, oh wow, yes. we're good. He, he, he kind of looks at you and goes, oh, well, I mean, if, so it's, it's just been that? It's just because you've been sick? Yeah, um, indigestion is a bitch. Did you, did you call me Christmas Eve? Because s- somebody called me and, and they hung up and I just, I just had this feeling that, that it was you and, and, and maybe I'm crazy because if I am, that's that's fine, you know. Like I said, you're perfectly capable of making your own choices. Oh, but... that's so romantic of you, Jeremy. What? I'm so sorry that there was such a misunderstanding. It's, it's just... Yeah, being sick. Let's go with that. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, would you maybe like to grab dinner 
in like a week when you're feeling better? Oh, I would love that, Jeremy. And, and Zach Egan's like shaking her head <laughs> under the desk. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I feel like you, you maybe like flinched a bit too hard. And you're like, Dush! yeah, right. <laughs> like, hit my head. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Oh, um, that was my cough. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't want to bother you anymore. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll get out of here. But hey, I'll, I'll, I'll call. It, I, I'm really glad that everything is, is okay. I'm glad that it was just a big misunderstanding on my part because, well, that was that was hard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, 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 I'm so sorry. You do mean so much to me. I think. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go. Um, I hope you have a great day um and he like leans in for a kiss oh have you been working out jeremy (laughs) wow she grabs his biceps and kisses back (laughs) (laughs) so as you plant a a kiss on each other he uh he turns around and he walks away well that went rather well don't you think oh oh man I've been trying to avoid that guy. Oh, man, shit. Well, it seems like I just saved your relationship, so you're welcome. Fine, okay. Uh, look. Did I I read the room wrong there? Just let it go. Uh, I'll fix it later. Look, there's more important things to, to... that's going on right now. Um... And then she takes the uh, the key and goes over to her filing cabinet and opens up. And she has like a little secret compartment in the filing cabinet where she keeps her, her secret uh, uh, experiment. And uh, she takes out this silver canister that has like a little screw top. It's about the size of like a large uh, coffee travel mug. I have this meeting with this, this dude... Um, Anyway, he's one of my colleagues, and uh, I'm trying to finalize my research, and we have this really important meeting tomorrow night, and I absolutely have to do this, otherwise, like, it's gonna be years before I can I can finish my research, so I really have to go, but I can't go like this. So, on the outside chance that we can't fix this, like, you gotta come with me. You gotta at least show. I'll I'll do all the talking. I'll I'll be like uh, what I just did with Dusty. I'm your your new research assistant, or or no no no. I'm your old research assistant, uh, and uh, like you're, this is like my opportunity to to like uh, branch out on my own and, and do this. So like uh, I I can just totally take control. But uh, you know I I need you to come with me tonight. It's tomorrow night at midnight. No no, I need your body, which is my body to go to the greenhouse and um, help Travis and Iris with a very important school project. It's very important. This is more important. This project is like a matter of life and death. So's mine. No, it's... How can... Explain. Okay. Okay, why do you need to go to the greenhouse? And and, and you know what? If Iris and Travis are gonna go... Dude, why do you have to go too? Well, because... Huh? Let's be real. Iris is a bit of a scatterbane, and Travis will probably forget what's going on as well. <laughs> they need the brains of the operation to actually conduct the symphony that is what we need to do. Why, why do you need to go there anyway? Come on. Why do you need to go to your thing? What's so important about that? How about this? Why don't I go dressed 
as you. And I go talk to uh, what that what's that chick's name that you were telling me about? The one that you sent me. I, I should avoid. Uh, Alexis. Alexis. Okay. So, uh, how Ale- is she responsible? Um. Yeah, she's like the most responsible girl that I've ever met, but... Well, there you go. But you don't want uh, to talk to Alexis. It's been kind of weird for the last little bit. But can, you can uh, you can trust her, right? Oh, yeah, I so, trust her with my life. Okay, well then, how about if I ask her to, like, lead this whole thing, lead the mission? And then she and Travis can go get it, and then you can come with oh, me. Oh, yeah. And while you're off talking to Alexis... I'll just go and uh, patch things up with Jeremy, lickety split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe we can just. What's that thing you do where you stare at someone and they do what you say? My hypnosis. Yeah, how do I do that? I don't know. I just do it. No, I just kind of look at people and I just think, I don't know, just, you know, think intense thoughts. Okay. Eh. Intense thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Um. You want to give me $20. Roll for hypnosis, but get a, give yourself a negative two. <laughs> Nine total. Ooh, nice. So, Zach, why don't you rattle off the choices that you have? They realize exactly what you've done, they fuck up your commands, or your sanity is unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say that because she... Because you can, your your mind is at least used to this enough. You 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 feel the inclination to give him twenty bucks, which is like pretty good for his first try. But you mm-hmm. know what he's doing. I'm kind of like looking for my wallet. Yeah, like you almost like go to like like reach for it. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. I don't have twenty dollars. Wow. Why don't I just go to the uh, the greenhouse real quick? Do little bits of uh, hypno hypno. And, uh, lickety-split, we're up and we go to the research thing. Or whatever smarty-pants thing you have to do. Like, but we have to be there by midnight. You have a research thing at midnight? He's a night owl. I I don't know. Um, Is he another one like you? No, uh, he's just a colleague, uh, you know. I told you you went down here, man. I, I could just saw him following some teacher, that the the tall, hot one. Oh, and down the shit. hallway, you see the three, <laughs> uh, your three hive members poke out of the door. And they go, man, what are you doing down here? We got band practice. Come on. Hey, dudes. Band practice. Oh. Fuck. Band practice. No, no. Uh, hey, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, let's go. We gotta go. Come on. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I gotta, nope. I, I'm talking to my, my friend That's here. That's too damn bad. We we have to practice. And Brian's like, yeah, you know, even me, I put down my origami ink to do this. It's very rude of you, Zach, to not do this. You see Alexis is like, uh, Zach, come on, man. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, hey, Dr. Egan, uh, we'll, we'll catch up later and, uh, and, and do research. Research tomorrow night only. Mm? Mm? Okay, we'll do the research tomorrow night fine. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Just remember, tell Brian he's a fucking dumbass. Mm. Okay, toodaloo. Have a great oh, day. Okay. Uh, Listen, if I can do the hypnotism shit, I'm sure the music will just come to you. Just... Feel it in your soul, and if that doesn't work, feel it in your nuts. Oh. <laughs> Alexis comes out and grabs you by the shirt and drags you out. No. Zach, you're now left alone in the office. And on that, our camera fades back to the treetops. <laughs> treetops. The three of you enter. Iris and Kane, what do you do? 
So we gotta go see carrots, right? Do we, do we just ring a bell for him or something? That's, that's usually what I do to see him. Yeah, I mean, I think that works. Hey, um, before we do anything, she just looks at him and she stares into his eyes without talking for a second and squints them and says, are you sure there's nothing wrong with you and Evelyn? Oh, no, this, oh, fuck. <laughs> he wasn't ready for this. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, she saw bad vibes and fairies hate bad vibes. <laughs> Yeah, Kay, Kay's just like super in the moment, so he's like, oh, okay, we got away with it, we're good. Uh, <laughs> so he, he's like totally caught off guard. You see his cheeks kind of flush under his aviators, and he says, yeah, we're good. Kane, <laughs> why is your face red? Are you guys sleeping together? Oh, oh my god, honey, no. no uh, I mean, I mean, Evelyn's great, and she's super cute, but, like, n- no, I, I am monogamous, I am with you, I am loyal to you, I mean... I really, really, really wanted to share, I don't want to get in the way of love, I mean, I feel Oh my sad, god, no! Like... <laughs> <laughs> Iris, and I, like, grab her face, gently, just, like, look at me, look into my... Oh, wait, and he removes <laughs> me, look into my eyes. <laughs> I am not sleeping with Evelyn. Oh, okay, I just... Evelyn and I, I, um... We got we got into a bit of a a, a, a fight when I, when I visited her. Remember over the break I said I went to go visit her. Um, and it wasn't for sex. Oh my God, no, okay. no, it, it was not for sex. <laughs> she was helping me with your gift. With the ring. Yeah, it's. Um, oh, I should thank her. I mean, she she knows like she put it, she it's all good. She doesn't need thanks. Like I, I thanked her enough. I got her a little gift. It was all good. Um, that's what she, she pulled me away before. She's all like, thanks for the gift. That was so great. And I'm like, no problem. Because um, she didn't want to like spoil it in front of you. You know, um, I kind of wanted to, you know, take all the credit. I know that's a selfish thing of me to do. But um, mm-hmm. no, yeah, she just helped me kind of put a little bit of magic into it um, to uh, make you feel. Uh, uh, how does it make you feel? I mean, it makes me feel really happy. Yeah, to make you happy. You got it. Oh, <laughs> it's doing its job. But then, wait, why... Did you get into an argument? I had asked her to make it make you feel uh, calm. Oh. Rather rather than happy. So I was kind of like, Evelyn, what the hell? Like, you put the wrong hex on it. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I thought they were both, you know, positive things. And mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You guys are make- going to make up, though? Uh, make up, not out. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, good. I just didn't like how the energy was between you guys. It made me sad, so... Alright. And maybe I will say thanks to her. <laughs> you can never have too much thanks. I can't stop you. <laughs> if you want to. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, I just wanted to check. And she, like, gives him a little kiss on the cheek and then hops over to, uh, to, to find Jeeves. So you ding on the on on the desk and yeah, yeah. Jeeves as, as if he appears from the desk itself. Just kind of pops up. Yes. Oh, Madam Iris and Master Kane, how are you? Good. Um. So. Oh crap. Kane, what do we need again? I just forgot. Carrots. Right. <laughs> Can we see carrots? Uh. Yes. Yes. Of course. And um, um. Files. Right. Was that it? Did we need files? Re- records? Where's Lucky? <laughs> He's invisible, so like he whispers in your ear, ask him for the accident records. Accident, accident records. May we have the accident records for the school, Jeeves? 
Ah, yes. Well, let me just uh, hack into the school's computer system very quickly. Yeah? <laughs> oh my god, Chiefs can code too? <laughs> Holy shit. Yes, I, I, I'm not as good as the others in my family, but I am pretty... Ah, here we are. Perfect. And just then, uh, Carrots comes up too, and you see that Carrots' hair is like even more fabulous. I took a nap and I woke up and my hair was like this. <gasps> wow, it's, oh. so, it's even better than before, right, Kate? Isn't it great? Thank what you. Is... Look at look at Carrots' hair. That's how it usually looks, doesn't it? Oh my. Fuck you. <laughs> I think that's how it usually looks. Just, 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 no, don't lie. Lies are bad. Um, just say it looks good. <laughs> it looks good, Carrots. Yeah. Can, can he even understand me? <laughs> I turned to Iris like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Talking to horses. Ah, here we are, madam. I did find a few, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, just, do you have a particular time frame? Before um, the new year, after the new year? Time frame, and she like says it out loud, so hopefully Lucky hears it. Around the new year. Around the new year? All right, so let's see. We have ourselves uh, two morning incidents. It seems that a uh, professor choked on a croissant. Uh, that doesn't seem to uh, do it here. We have a safe fell on somebody's foot and uh, broke the toe. That's oh unfortunate. God. And an evening incident at the psychology building in the basement boiler room. It appears that somebody slipped on a banana and Ooh. one of the boiler oh. attendants pulled one of the wrong levers, causing a rupture. That actually kind of doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the one, what we know of so far is kind of like playful pranks, like, like uh, carrots with his hair and... Egan and Zack, these are like dangerous ones where it seems like this thing's trying to kill these people. It seems to be getting out of control. It doesn't understand what's funny and what's not. Okay. Oh. So we're looking for its nest, right? I mean, one of the places that seems warm and covered is the boiler room, right? I mean, yeah, compared to the others, I think that's the best lead we got. And at that exact moment, Iris and Kane, you feel that kind of recognizable psychic feeling in the back of your head that signals your pin is going off. And just before we see what you see, our camera is going to fade away from you and the treetops. Evelyn! <laughs> Evelyn, give me one more roll. Give me a dark roll. Give me a Showtime dark roll. <laughs> Show okay. me the money. <laughs> That's another seven. Okay. Do you want to use your luck? You know what? This seems pretty important. So yeah, I think she will. Okay. So I'm going to say that like, you're like looking through the book and, and it's just so archaic. It's just so fucking hard to see what's going on. And you grab Lucky's coin out of your pocket and you give it a flick. And the coin never lands back in your hand. You get a flick and it just ding and it just disappears. And all of a sudden the book just shakes a little bit and it opens up to the page that you're looking for. And on this page, in ancient, like, you know that, like, those really fancy, like, first letters. Right. Hmm. You see that the, the, the name of this thing is smudged at the top. But some of the things that you see um, that qualifies it are as follows. You see that it says it loves mischief. That's kind of its defining quality. Uh, laughing is its favorite pastime, and it will seek laughter whenever it can. But the thing that really makes it laugh the most is seeing other people and some sort of accidents that they go through. It loves that. Uh, it has the ability to go invisible, but if you make it laugh enough, that might actually break its concentration and snap it out of its invincibility. Uh, you see that it loves horses, and it can be found braiding horses on its free time and making them pretty. And finally, you see that it can adapt to the area around it camouflage style and change the pigments of its skin and at the bottom of the page it's blotted the word pixie 
Well, Maddie, I think I found it. What? And she, like, gets her red bushy hair over to you. What? Ooh, a pixie. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Have you have you heard any stories about, like, ancient stories about pixies in the area? Nah, I don't really care about pixies. That's not really my thing. My thing is more like <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Oh, More of a sea okay. serpent kind of girl. They're oh. sexy. Mm, all that slithering. Yeah. That, that suits you a lot, Maddie. Well, um, I think we won the first round of the competition. Um, Yay! Wow, we rock. Good for yeah, us. Yeah. Hey, should we get back and check and make sure that the drink hasn't worn off yet? Yeah, we should probably hurry up because uh, this the uh, we can't keep this door open too long or else the old bandit crypts kind of begin to rot. So let's go. Oh, yeah, we don't want that. Okay. So you run out and she locks everything up and you get back to the front desk. Miss Parr, it just wakes up as you go back to working. She looks at you and says, All right, make sure you get lots of the rubber time. Guess we better get back. Oh, Maddie. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what? I'm um, feeling another migraine coming on. Um, I just need to um, step outside for a minute again. I'm sorry. I'll be back as soon as I can. Okay. Yeah, walk it off. So, yeah, I'm going to step outside. And... Um, as soon as I do, I'm going to um, press onto the pin that I have on my shirt. And um, I'm going to use it to call the rest of the group. And I'm just going to send them an image of the red door of the society. Okay. Uh, roll plus dark. Okay. That's an 11. Awesome. So, Evelyn, you rolled so high that I'm going to say that not only do they get a clear image of you standing in front of the door, but they're going to hear a little phrase and they're going to hear you looking back at them saying, it's a pixie. It's a pixie. So we're going to cut to Dr. Egan and Zach's body. Dr. Egan, you are in the middle of band practice and you get this image. What do you do? I got this uh, image of uh, the pixies. Um... You know, like the band? I've never heard of them! Anyways, one, two, three! Uh, um, Zach, I need you, Zach, I need you to roll a book for performance. <laughs> so I, I want you to roll Act Under Pressure. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, that's 11. Oh, okay. Nice. Your years of just being around culture, you've picked yeah. up at least a little bit of music, and I'm going to say you actually... You actually hold your own. Like, you, yeah. you, you're you kind of just improving and just kind of, like, making it work. Uh, and maybe you might be playing a little bit less and, and not at certain points and just kind of pretending, but they seem to be, like, like, and maybe Travis is just high enough that it all kind of works. <laughs> and I'm actually, can I um, actually try to turn this into my siren song? So I want to, like, entrance them for a bit while I, I kind of duck out. Yeah, do it up. <laughs> do it up. So, so, yeah, I rolled another 11. Oh! Wait, no, no, it's 12. Okay. 12. Bye. So I'm just doing like a, an awesome like solo, just and I just kind of like hold it for a while and watch them and they're, and are they, you know, they're getting entranced. <laughs> yeah, you're doing like Marty McFly levels of badass songs. <laughs> so um, Egan, as you're doing that, you realize that you kind of got them all in a trance and they're all repeating this part and even Alexis kind of on this never ending drum roll. What do you do? <laughs> and I, uh, can I loop it? Is there like a loop loop pedal? Yeah. So I just kind of loop it and let it go. Yeah. So as as you loop it, they're they're all like looped on the same like bar of of, of music as you leave. And I just kind of gently put my guitar down and just kind of back away very slowly. So you head out, Kane and Iris. When you get that uh, vision, what do you do? Oh, a pixie. I I don't even know what a pixie does or a fucking pixie. 
Huh. Oh, I fucking hate pixies. Oh, is it bad? Oh, not good. They are... It explains the troublesome nature of this thing. If it's a pixie, it, it only goes out during the daytime, so we'll have to wait to get for it to get truly nighttime if we want to check out its home. Okay. Mm, okay. So, so I guess we'll head back. <gasps> wait, yeah. Kane, go up to your oh. room real quick. Oh, is it... Oh. Is this the surprise you left me earlier? You're gonna like it. Ooh, okay. He's, uh, he has no idea what it. I'll really meet you at the be. society. Lucky says, and Lucky pops away. <laughs> but he's excited as oh he runs God. up to his room and, and goes to open the door. Can you open the door and you're immediately greeted by like a poof of feathers that have kind of accumulated in your room? He kind of kicks him away, thinking out of his carrots or something, and he opens the door. Oh, oh God, motherfucker! You hear that, Iris, as this chicken flies at you, Kane, and starts, like, pecking your oh cheeks. Oh, fuck! What the fuck? I will oh defend my, my new home! The fucking chicken! Okay, this is your dad! Oh, 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 sorry. Hello, daddy. And, like, the pecs, like, now turn to, like, affectionate pecs. Why is this out thing poking me out? Lovely out. It's a chicken! I think he scr- Oh, my God, he scratched my aviators. Oh, And Kane actually, like, is shell-shocked for a moment. He's like, my- my- my aviators. Oh my god, Iris like grabs the chicken and oh. slowly brings it towards her. <laughs> Peter, at your service now, madam. That Kate? thing destroyed one half of my identity. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's, I, he kind of just puts his hand I up for a moment as he's like, <laughs> trying to keep us cool. Oh my gosh, I, I tried to give you a gift and I ruined your favorite thing in the world. No, no, chickens are great. Chickens are great, honey. Thank uh, you. I brought very good. Can we put it on the balcony at least and what? just keep it in the sand pit or something? Yeah, we can put it in the tiki bar. I'm really sorry, though. No, no, I, it's fine. Just on the way to the society, maybe we can stop at a at a, at a dollar store and get, get some cheaper glasses just to replace it. And she, like, puts the chicken down and grabs his face and goes, I will buy you a hundred pairs of aviators to make up for what I did. Just, it's okay. I Just what is fine. I, we'll take care of it on the way. It's all good. I appreciate the chicken. I love it. You're so thoughtful. Thank you so much. Okay, next time I promise the present will be lingerie again. And he, he kind of just goes, he, 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 he. You know, like Patrick Star when he sees like the mermaid princess. He's like, oh. It's like one of those moments. Okay, come here, you, and she like links arms with him, and they start walking. And finally, yeah. Zegan. Zegan, what are you doing when you get this message? Um, Zegan is literally like uh, drinking a an IV, like a Kool Aid jammer, <laughs> like uh, feet up on the desk, and just like kind of get startled for a second. Oh, 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 hi. That was quick. Uh, and then he's just gonna toddle off. So as you toddle <laughs> off, Zegan, back to the society headquarters to meet everyone, you now have your nemesis identified. The culprit of all of this bad luck and the infamous body swap on campus is, of course, a pixie. And with that newfound knowledge and the clock striking 6 p.m., our camera fades away. <laughs>
Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.